This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I've been talking a lot lately about luck because I read that book called Make Luck Happen. And it's still on my mind because there's so many applications you can apply it to, and especially with investing and even with value investing. Now, remember, value investing is about going against the grain. It's about investing in stocks that are out of favor and sometimes even hated by Wall Street and other investors. That's what makes it so hard because nobody else wants to do it and um, they mock you when you do it. But being a lucky investor is kind of the same as being a value investor, I feel, because you have to have a lot of conviction to be a lucky investor the same way you do a value investor. So let's cover the criteria for lucky investing. And I'm putting lucky in quotes here because I feel like there is no real such thing as lucky investing as the way most people think about it. Because as the book says, you make luck happen, so it's not all left up to chance. So the first criteria is you actually have to be an investor. You have to buy a stock. I know that sounds so basic, right? Because that's what we're all listening to this podcast for, because we like to buy stocks. But so many people blame bad luck for things that happen in their lives because they never actually took the first steps to do it. So your painting isn't going to be put up for sale in the best gallery in your city if you don't actually paint the painting. So... Additionally, you're not going to get that part on the TV series or in that movie if you don't go to the audition. And the same is true in stock investing. You actually have to be in it to get the luck. I know I've heard from a lot of people in recent months, even with this big stock market rally, that they're still not in stocks or they have a stock or two that was on their favorites list. It's had a big rally in 2017, and now they're staying out of it for various reasons. Those are people that are still on the sidelines. They're not actually in the game. So the first criteria is you actually have to be an investor. Now, the second criteria for lucky investing is actually to diversify. As a good example, very few actors get their big break on the very first audition they do or their very first role. There are, of course, a few that do, but for the most part, no. And very few novelists are bestsellers with their very first book as well. So you have to diversify to kind of see what sticks. And that is just throwing a lot of things up against the wall and one will stick up there. And that's where you make the luck. So in investing, you have to own more than one stock or ETF. And, you know, how many times have we heard the stories of someone who bought, say, Facebook on its IPO, or they bought Visa or the CMM, CME Group? All of those were great IPOs in the last 10 years. They talk about these winners, but they don't talk about the losers. Maybe they bought Twitter on its IPO, although that's doing better now, so if they held it, they're okay. Or maybe they bought the Snap, and that's not doing so well. So this is an example of people who found something that stuck. Not everything is going to work. Maybe they bought Webvan way back in the day in the 1990s, or Pets.com, remember that one? where pets don't drive, remember? Maybe they bought Sears way, way back in the day or a Toys R Us, 
but if they can get some of these ones that stick, that's where the diversity play comes in. So is it luck that they just happened to buy the Facebook or did they also buy Webvan but just don't tell you? So that's the, the key is to being diverse and then it appears to be lucky in the end if it works out. So be diverse and let something stick. Now look at Warren Buffett. Last year he sold out of IBM and he was only in it a couple of years. He, his criteria, his, his reasoning behind that sale was that he felt it wasn't going where he wanted it to go. So he knew he just needed to get out of it, but that was okay for his overall portfolio because he's in Apple and he's in a dozen more stock names in addition to the companies he owns. So he's making various bets. And now I've mocked him on this podcast in the past for buying the airline stocks, which he always said he hated, but he didn't just buy one, he bought three. And maybe that has to do with part of this luck analysis as well. One of those is gonna stick, right? Maybe it wouldn't have been just the one he chose. So he chose three to make it more diverse so that he would get, this is just what I'm supposing, something out of at least one of them. So luck in investing, again, isn't about finding only that one magical stock that takes off. That is hopefully the result in the end, at least one, but it's finding one that sticks in case the others don't. You're gonna have the misses, that's true in anything, but investing luck is about staying in the game. So let's screen for some value stocks and see where our luck could take us with those. So this time I wanted to get some earnings growth and I'll be greedy and I'll ask for the rising earnings estimates. So I did screen for Zach's ranks of number one, which is a strong buy, or number two, which is the buy. Because we're in the middle of earnings season and a lot of the ranks are changing, but a lot of the companies are giving some really good earnings reports and that is boosting their earnings estimates. So I really wanna get those number ones and number twos right now. And then I screen for stocks, which with my usual PE under 15, as you know, that's my usual standard value cutoff. It's not super cheap, but it's cheaper than the overall market and 15 has kind of always been the standard for value stocks. So I ran the screen and it returned 43 stocks. That's not so bad. And as I said, because we're in earnings season, some of these stocks have tumbled and there are now some new intriguing names on our screens, which I thought there would be once we got to earnings season. So let's jump in and see what those are because I brought at least three names and then I'm gonna mention two others at the end here, but three names that are interesting that we haven't talked about in the past. So the first one is Caterpillar. Yes, Caterpillar, ticker CAT. It crushed it on its earnings. This is one of the best quarters I've seen from it in years now. Of course, China has rebounded and that's a big boost for them, but they did slip in on the conference call this thing about the rising costs because the steel prices are starting to rise and that caused the stock to tumble. So stock fell, but now it's a very interesting value stock. So it has a PE of 13.9. Its earnings are expected to grow 51% in 2018. That is tremendous, especially for a company like this. But 2019, again, 13%. So I like that double digits. Sales growth this year, 2018, up 15%. So all the estimates are being raised. This is not one of those value trap stocks where the stock tumbles because they're cutting the estimates. No, this is the opposite. But 
the market suddenly is getting all worried. Oh, Caterpillar rising costs, which could be a factor going forward, but they kept full year guidance. This is not an issue with, again, falling earnings estimates. So Caterpillar could be an interesting value play right here. Uh, you might keep that one in mind, CAT. Then we're going to look at Selenese. This ticker is CE. I think I've talked about Selenese in the past, but it's been a while. So I guess we've covered some of these in the past. But this is on the industrial chemical side. I really like this area, as I keep mentioning. I love the chemicals. You do have to watch rising costs here, too, with crude prices rising. But this one, sales expected to be up 14% in 2018. Earnings expected to be up 23%. And the shares have recently rebounded off of this earnings report. Their P is just 11.7%, so really cheap here. They pay a dividend of 2%. I forgot to mention that Caterpillar pays a dividend, too, of 2.2%. So that's not too bad for either one of these, right around 2%. I'll take the extra income there. Uh, but Selenese, on the chemical side, this is one to keep on your list. And then the third stock is in an area I've talked about in the past, but it's been a while since I mentioned this one. This is Patrick Industries, P-A-T-K. They manufacture the component products for RVs, manufactured housing, which is mobile homes, kitchen cabinets, offices, and household furniture, that kind of stuff, like the interiors to the RVs. So laminated panels, they do granite and quartz countertops, things like this. So the RVs have been really, really hot, but now people are thinking it's really, really not <laughs> for whatever reason. They think peak RVs, that that's done. Granted, as soon as the economy slows and the consumer starts pulling back on spending and or the stock market has a severe decline, then this is an area that will get hit because as people look at their stock portfolios, at least in the baby boomers, they feel a little flush with cash. They want to go out there and buy that RV. But the RVs are proving to be just as popular with the uh, millennials and the Generation X who are buying those smaller size, the towables as they're called. Think of the Airstream. You could just attach it to your SUV and you can go off to the national park and spend the weekend. So those are much lower in price. And again, with people feeling very confident about their jobs right now and their stock portfolios, this is an area that's been super hot. So. This company just reported and shares were down into this number because, again, everybody's jittery about what's going to happen in the future, thinking this is the best it's going to be. But net sales up 60 percent, and that includes some acquisitions that they had. They had a huge big beat on the earnings. Their RV revenues, which is 69 percent of their total, was up 53 percent based on the wholesale unit shipments that were up 13 percent year over year. But marine and the industrial market for this company were also really hot, even though those are a smaller percentage of their overall sales. So as I said, the shares were down on this one going into the number. They're still down 17% year to date, even with a bounce off this good earnings report. And I'm not sure if it's going to hold that or not, but PE is just 12.6 and sales expected to be up 32% this year with earnings expected to be up 41%. It gives it a peg of one, which is a real value peg ratio there. So there's a lot to like about the RV industry. We're gonna hear from Thor and Winnebago, but based on Patrick, their RV sales 
would not be this hot without the RV sales, obviously. So I really still like this industry and it's not slowing down yet, even though apparently all of Wall Street thinks it is. Now, two more stocks that I've mentioned many, many times, almost every week on this podcast. I'm gonna talk about them again because they're even cheaper and they'd still do have that rank, but I'm issuing some caution here. So Micron, as we know, ticker MU, still's got the great Zach's rank. It's trading at 4.2 times now, but Apple in their earnings seem to indicate that, yes, the slowdown in Micron's business may be coming sooner than we know. So that's gonna hit these shares. It's gonna get even cheaper. They're not reporting because they report kind of in the off season. So we have a couple more months still to hear from them. But Micron, if it sells off dramatically, could be an interesting play again here. Western Digital, same thing. I just added this to the value investor though, because I felt like the sales, the the sell-off in these shares was just too much. Trading at 5.5 times now. Five estimates are higher for fiscal 2018, which ends this summer, but that's not been the problem. It's been the looking forward with both of these companies, fiscal 2019, but we had two estimates higher, one lower, and it's a little lower than what they're expecting in these record earnings here in fiscal 2018. So I don't call either one of these a value trap, not yet, because the analysts aren't actually cutting fiscal 2019. Even though those are lower year over year, they're not cutting them yet. So until they do, then we might have a value trap scenario. But for right now, they're not. So I still think both of these are dirt cheap, but the market's probably likely to sell them off some more here. So if you can get them even cheaper, do that. So these are five stocks I'm finding. And as we go through earnings season, more will come into play here. More interesting new names as we saw even just this week. And we're only, you know, in the very beginning of earnings season really here. So these are a couple things to keep in mind. Be sure to look around at the beaten down stocks and those that are out of favor. That's what makes us value investors. Now you can create your luck in stock investing by actually being in some of these stocks and then seeing what sticks. So that means diversify your portfolio and own multiple areas, multiple sectors, multiple stocks or ETFs or mutual funds, whatever floats your investing boat and see if you can get one of these magical winners among those. And I think if you stick with it long enough, you'll find that you might get a little bit better at picking stocks and companies that have a longer term future. And if you stick it out, you might find that some of these stocks that might've been down on their luck, and that's why we're buying them, actually do turn around and could become some of these hidden gems that we all hear about. We hear about the people who bought Visa on the IPO or, or some of these others that have been really hot over the last year, like Estee Lauder or Weight Watchers or some of these other ones that people managed to get in at a lower price. So just stay in the game. I know it's hard sometimes, but that's what you need to do as a longer term investor for sure. Now let's recap those tickers again. So we had Caterpillar, ticker C-A-T, Selenese, which is C-E, Patrick Industries is P-A-T-K, and to keep on your list and to keep an eye on, especially if they drop further, Micron again, M-U, and Western Digital, W-D-C. 
Now remember to get all of our podcasts. You need to be a subscriber so you don't miss a single one. You can get us on SoundCloud, of course, under the Zach's Market Edge name over on SoundCloud. But you can get us as a standalone show on Apple Podcasts. We have our own our own feed over there now under the Value Investor Podcast, so you can find us there and on Spotify. As I keep saying, we're pretty excited to be on Spotify now. So find us there or let your friends know you can find us over there on Spotify as well. So I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. Thank you.